This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's Speroni. He rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose with space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson. Oh, yes. Back of the nest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk. And I'm here with Albert Curley and Sam Heskip to ease you back into Premier League proceedings after the international break. To pave the way to Huddersfield, we will be talking Aaron Wambasaka making his under-21 debut for England, Zaha popping up in unlikely places, way to discovering Crystal Palace versus Real Madrid, London is in Liverpool, and the We Are Homestyle movement. There is no away fan this week, for reasons that will be explained, so we're then heading to the previews to discuss the potential returns of James Tompkins and Wilf before scrapping over who should replace the endocrine Christian Benteke. As they say in Huddersfield, e by gum. Don't we all love an international break? It gave time to rage off Southampton defeats. Uh, are you feeling any better, Heskiff? Well, after um, my work away day yesterday, which involved six hours of lectures about my job, um, I'm not feeling great. Six hours of lectures. Wow. Uh, we also have Albert with us, who was keen to get the beer check out of the way early so um, he could open it and drink it. So, what's your poison? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's a it's a Camden Hell's Lager. Oh, three for, three for a fiver. Yeah, in the co-op, mate. Nice, Heskiff. I am still on the Cronenberg. Yeah, I'd like to say this week I've got something fancy, but I've run out, and all I've got is some leftover Stella from a house party. So, the only saving grace it is a pint can. I've never didn't even realise pint cans existed, but there you go. Pint of Stella in a can. Let's wrap this yeah. up quickly because Terence could get a bit punchy. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to put on my sleeveless vest and head out into the living room and hunt out my wife. No. Uh, Aaron Wambasaka, under 21 debut. Heskiff, this is, um, he's been streamlined to the top, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think that the most telling thing is that none of us were really surprised that it happened so quickly. You know, we we know how good he is. And from the start of this season, really, even even the games we've lost that he's played in, everyone's talked about how good he is and what a what a player he's gonna gonna become. So uh, you know, great for him to get get the call up this early in his career, but I think it's it's thoroughly deserved. Yeah, kept a clean sheet, obviously. He was left out the second game as uh, the under-21s rung the changes and uh, sort of got everyone some minutes. And Palace fans naturally worried was, was he injured and panicking all over the place? But alas, no, he's uh, ready to play and will be featuring in the game tomorrow. Um, Albert, I saw someone the other day say that Manchester United should just bid 50 million for one Bissaka in the off-season and take him from Palace because he's going to be the best right-back in the world. Would you take £50 million for him right now? Uh, I don't want to sound like a sellout, but yeah, I probably would because, you know, he's, he's a right-back playing for Palace. He's We'd never get more than £50 million for him and there's only one other player that could generate that sort of money. So as, as much as I love him and as much as I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not saying we should sell him, mm. but if someone slap down a big fiddy, then I'd find it hard to say no. A big fiddy. Big old fiddy. Big old fiddy million. Well, that... Who said that, though? <laughs> Was it Jose Mourinho? <laughs> no, it wasn't Jose Mourinho. He's trying to influence... Um, uh, I don't even... Who's the main United owner? What's his name? Woodward, is it? Or whatever. <laughs> Edward Woodward. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, you say that the only other person who could demand big money like that is Zaha. And he popped up in a weird place this week. Does anyone know where that was? No, no idea. Was it the training <laughs> ground? Taking corners? <laughs> oh, that would be weird. Do you reckon they'll ever take a penalty? Well, well no, anyway, we digress. It was Coronation Street. If he's on a hat-trick against Brighton... <laughs> That's that's fair. On that's, Coronation Street? He was on Coronation Street. Well, he wasn't actually on Coronation Street, but he was mentioned on Coronation Street. Um, but there's, they, someone was playing some fantasy game on there uh, where you can buy players for real money. And I think apparently they're leaning down a road towards um, you know uh, the problems of kids having their parents' credit cards on these sorts of things and paying for them. But um, this is early on in the storyline and... Um, the vicar uh, suggested that the kid bought Wilfred Zaha because he was half price in an offer and um, he's he's got strength and pace and uh, should score a lot of goals. So <laughs> well done to Wilfred Zaha getting a mention on Coronation Street. Although I will add, I only know that all of all of what I just said because I asked the lady who sits next to me at work because she is an ardent Coronation Street fan. I don't watch it. Do you Fic- watch it? I don't, but fictional or otherwise, that's the most sensible thing a vicar's ever said. Well, apparently this vicar has um, blinded someone uh, by getting him beaten up and then befriended him after that, but he doesn't know that it was him who got him beaten up. He doesn't sound like a very good vicar to me. I mean, I don't watch Coronation Street, but this sounds wicked. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, do you watch Coronation Street? In a massive surprise to absolutely everyone, no, I don't. (laughs) You're an EastEnders man, right? 
Well, let's move on to your social media then. Uh, what, what was your pick of this week? So my pick of this week was something um, that a few um, a few people tweeted. Um, I think yourself and and uh, Mister Hopkin looking to curl one, and it was um, football fans being asked which uh, which other club they hate the most. And there was you know a Cardiff fan saying he hated Swansea, and you know whatever an Arsenal fan saying he hated Tottenham. And then there were three lads wearing Liverpool shirts who uh, were saying how much they hate Man United. But in the build-up to this, one of them says, you know, if you're from our city, you dislike Everton, there's a bit of banter, but if you're from our city, you hate United. Which is a fair enough comment, I think we'd all agree. Um, The problem being that he had a South London accent. (laughs) Yeah, he sounded exactly like you. (laughs) Yeah, he did. So... um, that he got a lot of abuse for saying our city when he's not from Liverpool um, to the point where he, I didn't watch all of it, but he put up an apology video on his Twitter. <laughs> did he really? Uh, I did not yeah. see it. It was, a, it was a two-parter. I didn't watch all of it. <laughs> um, it was like a real, like I've got to make a statement regarding these, these rumors as if it was, you know, like a proper celebrity that's been caught in some, some, some nanigans. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, enough people have retweeted it. So if you want to be, uh, if you want to feel sick at someone saying that and then watch the video of his apology for a good laugh, then uh, I'd heartily recommend it. I'm definitely going to seek out his apology. That sounds amazing. Um, (laughs) there's been another statement on, um, social media today that Albert's picked up on. Uh, do you want to give us the gist of what's happened, Albert? Well, you know, as Maybe, maybe regular listeners know I sort of live in the Watford area and I actually drive past Vicarage Road most days and something wasn't quite right driving past the last few days and then it, t- it turns out that I mean my suspicions were correct and it, apparently Harry the Hornet bless him has has stepped I, I mean he stepped down as a Hornet I don't know how you do that <laughs> yeah well um, on his statement on Twitter he said I've officially stepped down from being the match day mascot at hashtag Watford FC it's my decision proud of what I have achieved the memories made and experiences I've had. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was privileged and now heavy hearted also. Love you, Harry. <laughs> but what I enjoyed about the statement anyway, most of Harry the Hornet was that um, <laughs> he's proud of what he's achieved. What, what, what has he achieved as Harry the Hornet? Um, just being a really annoying twat. <laughs> Very good at it, to be fair, if that's what he's aiming for. Top of the shop. Indeed. Do you, do you have any um, speculation as to why you think he might have stepped down? He's scared of Roy. He's definitely scared of Roy. He, he gave it the big end and they won. So, you know, he, he could lord it about a bit. But I think he's, you know, the cold sweat started happening straight away. You don't mess with Hodgson. Do you reckon what? Do you reckon Ray Lewington just told him on the way out, I'll cut you? Like, got proper, like, proper, proper ghetto on him. I reckon. Albert, I, 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 yeah, I, I can only assume that it's you know, it's some sort of, it's you know, it goes against the Watford brand, you know, family, you know, walking past two thousand away fans and doing a wanker sign probably goes against the brand of a family Premier League club. Let's be honest. Uh, okay, well, I'm going with he got a six a.m. knock from the police, but we'll we'll leave that there. Um, <laughs> Uh, Vicente Guaita has found out about uh, Palace against Real Madrid whilst discovering a, a Palace fan during the international break in Valencia. Um, nothing funny about this. I just thought it was just really cute, actually, that um, 
he seemed as as the official Twitter account at the club pointed out, he's been he's been doing his homework. Uh, but did you notice him on the uh, sidelines, Heskiff, um, against Southampton? How he was very very animated, up and down, in and out of the box, running up and down the line, getting very involved. Um, he seems to be taking the club to heart. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that notice that in the Southampton game, but I, I definitely agree with the sentiment. He seems to be very um, keen on you know, getting involved with the club and the fans. His his tweets are very good. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, he gave a signed shirt to a fan or something like that who had, who had tweeted him previously. So it's great. It's great to see, um, you know, and if he can go back to Spain and people are talking about Palace to him, then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I think he, even if he's not playing, he seems to be settling in really well. Yeah, that's right. I, um, I was very happy i'll put it that way that um he liked he liked my tweet i shared with him um a back in the day article from my blog from the day that we actually played real madrid and it had like a bunch more pictures in there and he liked it and that actually makes it greater one hennessy nil in liked tweets of red and blue army.co.uk so um you know i was gonna say i think you're being slightly harsh on hennessy there because you know during that southampton game wayne hennessy was you know, really keen to come running out the box as well, and I mean that's what that's what led to the goal ultimately in it. So maybe you know the greater ones probably better that box on the sideline. It probably doesn't matter as much, but you know Tennessee was keen. Maybe that's what he, he was inspired by it just to come tearing out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I can't hold that too much against Tennessee. The game was already gone by that point, and it had a brilliant game up until then. But. Um, that's dwelling on the past and instead we're going to look to the future so after this we'll be back talking about the we are the homestyle movement back of the nest match preview podcast www.backofthenest.com yes so for those that haven't seen it yet you can head to the socials of back of the nest or red and blue army um and you will see that a bunch of fan groups have joined together to basically try and make the move into the centre of the Homesdale happen for the Homesdale fanatics. Um, you can head over to the page at wearethehomesdale.com and you'll see a little statement there that reads something along the lines of, we are a coalition of Palace supporter groups who have come together to show our firm and collective backing behind the proposals to implement a central singing section in the lower Homesdale. We ask you to read and join the campaign to act now to save our atmosphere and take it to the next level. As laid out in the statement below, we understand this involves a full, inclusive Homesdale reshuffle to incorporate the singing section. We, the undersigned, pushed for this to be done at the earliest opportunity. Our atmosphere and unity is our lifeblood, and we believe this is vital for the future of our club. Our groups are made up of supporters of different ages and walks of life, and we feel that now is the right time to introduce this exciting change to push the club forward. Even those that don't wish to be part of the section directly, we hope you are proud to back something we fully believe is for the benefits and progress of this great club. At Wembley, we all saw the world-class support we are capable of with the right setup. We fully back this exciting vision of creating something truly memorable at Sellers Park, something for Palace fans to be a part of for generations to come. Please read the statement below and wherever you sit at the Homestyle, add your name, stand and block and then click to send back this brilliant vision. We can now show the ball that we will not sit back and let our support fade away now or never before we lose the atmosphere forever. So I'll start with you, Heskiff. Um, you, 
you'd be heavily affected by this where you sit. You're in block, are you E or F? I'm in D, actually. So I'm D. Yeah, right next door. Right next door, okay. So um, how would you feel about moving out your seat for a single, for a central area, or would you like to stay in there and be part of it? Yeah, I mean, so block D is just to the right of block E. So obviously block E is right behind the goal, as I'm sure everyone knows. Um, and I am like three seats in and block D, so I'm very close to it. Um, I have signed the, uh, I put my name and my block down, um, on the website. I'd be happy to stay. Um, you know, it's obviously there's going to be some people who aren't super happy about it, but I think the way that, you know, this has now been worded and we're starting to go about it is a lot better out in the open than it was when we were all sort of trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and, you know, of course, some people will want to move, but I think if there's viable options, which there will be, you know, that something will get sorted out. And, and you know, if, if, if the talking between all parties is done sooner rather than later, I think um, all for the better. Um, but I'd be, you know, I'd be really happy to stay. Um, you know, I'm try to be pretty vocal during all the games anyway, and um, the atmosphere has been noticeably lacking in the first two home games, I would say, much as, you know, I would like to have thought that the atmosphere would stay the same regardless because we're all, you know, we're all passionate fans. It certainly has been quieter in the first two in the first two games, and I think having this singing section, whether it's one block, two blocks, or the whole stand, um, is only going to help things on the pitch, um, especially with comments from our players and the opposition players um, about about the lack of the HF and the lack of the singing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, long winded answer, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to stay, and I'm I'm glad that things are sort of moving along out in the open, and, and it seems to be fairly amicably at the moment. Ah, but what about you? Are we going to get you in the middle with a megaphone? <laughs> Well, I've just moved out of Block E this season. Um, so there's two seats going there. I've done my bit. Now, uh, I moved... <laughs> I'll be honest, Not not. we all know what a sort of uh, PR and logistical organi- logistical organisational disaster it was. But wh- when I you know, when I got that email about renewing, or should I say not being able to renew, I mean, I can't pretend that I wasn't annoyed about it because... It was, you know, again, it was a very sort of, I can't remember the, the exact wording, but, you know, the impression was everybody can renew except for Lower Homes now. And it was a bit like, well, why? What's going on? And then there was, you know, on social media, it was, oh, the, you know, the HF want to do this and that and they want to kick everybody out. And I'll be honest, I was, you know, one of the, I was quite vocal about, well, that, you know, why have we not been consulted about it? You know, it's ridiculous. Why have they, why have they only told us? at the point where everybody else can renew, but we can't, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, that was half of my, half, that was half my reason for moving my ticket. But the big reason for me for moving was that I wanted to take advantage of the, the family offer so I could essentially get a season ticket for my son for free because he, he went to a game last season, loved it, and I thought, I, you know, there's no space near me. It is a bit, you know, potentially a bit rowdy and standy up there. It's not really great for a four-year-old. And subsequently, we've moved in the seat to crap and got a refund on half of them <laughs> I, i'm i'm sticking with it. i've not been yet the seats might well be crap i don't know i'm taking family's where, word for it where you been the whitehall sort of main stand main stand yeah rock, that, but it's awful in there man the seats it won't it won't be for your four-year-old there'll be plenty of leg room for him <laughs> but you good sir you're a tall man 
I'm a, that's, well, that's all right. I, I, he's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just make him stand up, and I'll, I'll have his leg room as well, or just legs akimbo. Yeah, but you know, it's looking at the bigger picture, and you know, again, it's all a bit. He said, they said, she said, and there's conflicting statements. But ultimately, it's a, it's a good thing if it can happen. And yeah, of course, we need it. Yeah. But um, I sort of temper that only with the, you know, why. I get their reasons if they've had promises made to them, and you know I'm not here to <clears throat> to ruffle any feathers. But you know I think could they have could they have carried on as they were just for the sake of you know a positive atmosphere and and carried on working to you know and now you look at this this we are the Homesdale sort of site with all the backing of all the various you know sort of well noted blogs and podcasts and fan groups whatever you want to call it you know could it could it have been a could it have been done a bit differently? You know, it's a shame it's sort of it's got to this, but everyone's got their own reasons. The, the club will say they've got their reasons. The HF obviously say they got their reasons. But I hope, you know, hopefully it's might take a while, but it's the sort of you know initial first steps to get it get it sorted for the better of everybody. Really, mm. yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's definitely a little bit sad that it's got to this state and that it's you know effectively this has come together to try and do the market research that the club should have probably done itself in you know just simple due diligence of just this request has been made uh we've entertained the request so let's <laughs> ask the lower homes now or people in the homes now or people in the stadium as a whole uh, what, how they would feel about this you know like i've said it's very easy to you know just pay a few quid and put up a survey monkey or I guess other survey sites are available um, <laughs> to just send out to the fans. I don't think it would have been that difficult to do, or it would have certainly, you know, a lot of saved a lot of people getting upset back last season when it, whenever it was just after Christmas, when it came to renewing season tickets and people for no reason whatsoever were told they couldn't renew. Everyone was angry. Then obviously rumors start spreading and yeah, it's, it's sad that it ended up getting to that state, but hopefully this, for them and for everyone who's involved, which includes myself, is um, you know is the right way of going about it to try and complete the due diligence and understand if there's an appetite for it on a mass scale. Um, it's already approaching four thousand signatures, so I guess the answer is yes. Of course, it's understanding if those are all people who are actually season ticket holders and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, people actually in the stadium on a regular basis. But um, hopefully, this is the right way about going about it and. Um, hopefully something can be sorted because that's the statement that they released a couple of weeks ago backed up with this site that's following it if if you it doesn't sort of get your get your thoughts racing on how amazing it could be at Sellers Park then um, yeah you you obviously haven't been in Sellers Park when it's full rocking the drums banging and the whole stadium singing and um, Gales putting it in a net against Liverpool <laughs> Right, anyway, we'll finish up there. And then when we're back, we will be talking Huddersfield. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Ooh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast www.backofthenest.com Right, so <laughs> no no away fan this week, unfortunately. Now this this wasn't through the force of trying. Um, I'm going to read out a couple of DMs. I won't share any names, uh, but I do I do wonder what's going on up in um, up in Yorkshire. I will say because. We record this podcast on a, a, a production platform where all you need is a computer or a laptop, and um, you click a link, you come on, and that's it. You, you're on the you're on the call. You can talk to us. You just need a microphone or a microphone in your laptop or headphones uh, for your for your phone that everyone has, right? And um, yeah, so thought it would be quite simple. So I asked the guy we had on last year, and he said. Um, Oh, unfortunately, I'm, I don't have a laptop or a desktop computer. So so that was him out. But great guy made some recommendations. And then we ended up with a guy who I will point out is on a podcast. Um, and I said, hey, you've just been recommended, blah, blah, blah. Can you come on tonight at 7.45? Uh, you need a laptop. Hey, yeah, I'm available for 7.45. Uh, what do I, why do I need a laptop? <laughs> uh, we record on a program, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but a desktop will be fine. All right, uh, it might work then. Do you want to have a practice first? I, I have a desktop and I'm like, no, 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 I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, you know, it's worked on everyone else's. And he's like, okay, fair enough. My desktop doesn't have a mic though or anything. And I was like, uh, do you have headphones with a mic? Phone ones are fine, like for your iPhone or whatever. No, I don't have headphones with a mic. I'm like, okay, we'll have to give it a miss then. Like, what, what is going on? Who doesn't have a pair of headphones with a mic? Is this just like a weird southern privilege? What's going on? I reckon he's probably waiting for the carrier pigeon to bring the bring the message to him. Or Kess, maybe. Kess. Wow, that is showing your age. Is it? Well, whatever. Half of our listeners or more are not going to even know what Kes is. True that. In, unless you, I guess, watch Bo Selector, and then they might know. Oh yeah, true enough. Um, so, but he, so who is he from? A blog or a podcast? He's or? from a podcast. So, right. uh, how does he record his podcast? Couple of cans and a bit of string in it. <laughs> unless they all go in the same room together, I don't know. But I'm, I'm just amazed that in 2018, someone doesn't have a pair of headphones with a mic on it, like that comes with every phone you buy. I'm very, I'm very confused. What's the name of the podcast? Um, I can't remember. So, Huddersfield Town, something or the other. <laughs> I'm going to check it out because I reckon the audio quality is great. Yeah, I, I reckon it's yeah phenomenal. Uh, right. Anyway, let's talk about uh, Palace playing against Huddersfield. That's what we're here to do. Uh, only sort of about half an hour into this podcast. We'll get onto it. Um 
obviously the big news coming out of Roy Hodgson's press conference today, other than it actually being today, so we can talk about it. Well done, Roy. Thank you for bringing it back to Thursdays. I did um, actually send the request into the club, and obviously they listened. I didn't really send the request in. <laughs> but Zaha is back in training. Um, Heskiff, does does he just walk straight back in the team, or do you, do you think he's got a fight for his place? <laughs> Well, maybe hobble hobble back into the team. Um, I, I have to start off, I have to preface this by laying the blame at someone's door for Wilf's injury and missing the Southampton game. Um, we've got a mate called Irish Tom. who His name is Tom and he's Irish. There's there's nothing. I was going to say, is he actually called that? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was in uh, like Oxford Circus or Piccadilly Circus or somewhere the night before and he said he saw Wilf in his, you know, souped-up Lamborghini or whatever it is, and sort of leant forward to say hello to him, and he said Wilf could not put his foot down on the accelerator fast enough to get away from the drunken Irish lads, and he reckons that's how he pulled whatever he pulled, uh, and so he missed the game. So cheers, uh, cheers, Tom. Much appreciated. Um, Irish, Irish Tom. Tom. Just in case any other Toms are listening, I'm talking specifically to Irish Tom. Um but no, I mean, if he's if he's fit, then he's in the team, isn't he? I mean, we're we're not we're not winning without him ever. So, yeah. <laughs> if they if um, the Brexit campaign people would have shared that exact scenario with me, I might have voted for Brexit. <laughs> uh, Albert Tompkins is also back in training and arguably as big a miss as Zaha is, um, you know, obviously the partnership that him and Saka have built at the back, um, who I think Tompkins is probably the senior member of those two in terms of the person who holds it all together. Um, but being that the game's against Huddersfield and weaker opposition and obviously he's coming off the back of injury and he has a bit of a uh, history of injuries uh, obviously not in the last six months or so he's been quite solid do you risk him straight away or do you just give him another week just to ease himself into training and uh, trust that Martin Kelly can pull one more game out for us uh, I don't it's too early to start saying things like oh must win game six pointers but you know we, we've the last two games we sort of come a cropper a bit and I think if we've got our if our first first choice eleven's available, I think we have we have I think we have to play them because we need to come away from there at least with a draw. Um, and I think there'd be a good few people that might not be happy with that either. So I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to risk you know a, a, any sort of weaker options uh, if there's a stronger option potentially available, even if they're only sort of eighty percent fit. But I guess we'll I guess we'll find out how fit they are on Saturday. Yeah, obviously, Tompkins scored in that very important win up at Huddersfield last season. Uh, it was around March time in the in the snow in Huddersfield. Uh, Heskiff, <laughs> you were in the third row that day. How much did you end up looking like Santa by the end yeah, of that? Yeah, pretty. I was basically a snowman by the end of the game. Um, but it was all right. We won, so I didn't really mind too much. Uh, and how you feel about Tompkins? Should you put him back in or do you give him another week for fitness? Uh, I mean, I think uh, I agree with Albert if he's... You know, if, if if the physios or the medical team think he's ready to go, then we put him in. Um, I actually think Martin Kelly's done all right in in his absence. Um, I think he's he's performed pretty well. But yeah, I mean, it, similarly with Wilf, I think if if he's ready to go, if 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 we're told he's ready to go, then yeah, definitely get him in. I think he he and Sacco together 
are a very good partnership. And by all accounts, Tonks is really good at talking to Wambasaka during the game as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd I'd put him in for sure. In in terms of Tompkins, where's he starting to rank for you in terms of centre backs in Crystal Palace's history? Because this is quite an interesting position. It's not one where we've ever really had an outright superstar, if that makes sense. So obviously we had Cannon for many years, but was playing at a much lower level and so on. And it was more his dedication to the club. And then in the late 80s, early 90s, we had a couple of solid ones there in like Thorne, Young, etc. And um, there's, but there's not really been any real superstar for many years there. But does it feel like under the radar, bit Tompkins and Sacco is approaching arguably our best centre back pairing ever? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think now. They've definitely been centre halves I've really, really enjoyed. Um, Craig Moore was one of them, but again, he was in a sort of a lower level. Well, quite like Popovich as well. But in terms of you know real quality and and consistency i think they you know i think they're, they're both up there for sure um tompkins low key he started off he started off well but you know i didn't think he was amazing but as as he's gone on as a palace player i think he's an extremely important part of the team so he's he's certainly he's certainly up there um maybe another few years of consistent performances before we say he's you know the best or or top five or whatever but uh yeah i mean i I certainly really enjoy watching him play. Mm, so Albert, James Tompkins, when he came and arrived for that snip of a price on West Ham, did you did you think we'd be talking about him when he's out injured as being a, one of the biggest misses of the whole team? Well, I never thought we'd hold him in such, you know, high regard as like Claude Davis, etc. <laughs> or serious shout, Darren, Darren Powell, massive fan of Darren Powell. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you only had to you only had to look at the fact you, you know I don't like to dwell on the reaction of West Ham fans for too long, but you only had to look at the you know the way they reacted to us getting him at was it was it twelve or was it ten I can't it's remember around ten wasn't it Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest that the the injury record is frustrating because um, you you know you get into a nice nice sort of settled period of having him and Sacco together. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like watching a fuse burn down, really. You sort of know that, you know that in one, two, three weeks, he's probably going to be out. And that could be, could be a week, two weeks, could be a bit longer. And, you know, and, I, and I'm not having a pop at Martin Kelly, but that, that partnership, that partnership is only as good as the, you know, have you, you need both of them there. And Kelly and Sacco isn't great. It does, you know, it's not as cohesive we all know Sacco can have, I don't know if you call it a lapse, but, you know, let's just say he can get a bit adventurous. Um, and I've got more faith in James Tompkins to sort of provide decent cover for when Sacco goes off on one than Martin Kelly. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's, isn't it, you know, it's a, we know it's a decent partnership. So when it, when it's not there, it's, you know that you're playing someone who's sort of second best. And again, it's not a dig at Martin Kelly. He's He's just not, He's not part of that partnership, and you know we. It's you know the stats are there. We 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 do better when those two are on the pitch. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm not digging Martin Kelly either. I'd, I'd like Martin Kelly and think um, he's a very good squad player to have, and he comes in and he can do a job if it's not something that's demanded of him for long periods, or <laughs> if Padre's not playing him at left back, basically. <laughs> um, 
obviously the other big news was that Christian Benteke is out injured. Um, this is obviously really interesting for many reasons. Uh, we've talked a lot about Benteke on this show, specifically me constantly badgering Heskiff to um, tell me what he thinks about him. But um, we'll leave speculation to whether it's a good time for him to be injured if it's only a slight injury just to get out of the firing line before it all gets too bad. But um, who's the replacement going to be? Uh, I don't, who are you picking, Heskiff? Um, I'm probably going to go Wilf and Andros up front, or Wilf up front, sort of Andros just behind, because I want to see um, Kiarte and Mayer in the team. So I'd have Luca, Kiarte, Mayer in midfield, and then I'd have Jimmy, Wilf and Andros ahead of them. Um, just, I think IU was, was all right against Southampton. He... he you know, he's got a lot of energy, runs around a lot. But, you know, I, I'm not confident just yet that we put him in and expect him to score goals to win us games, important games at that. So, a lot, I'm, I mean, I'm just not convinced by him, to be honest. Uh, we've had this discussion as well, but I, I just, he's he's a bit too bit too clumsy, a bit too cumbersome for me. Um, so, I would, yeah, maybe, because we were talking the week before or two weeks before about, Going back to, you know, the four three three four five one formation, and I think you know if you've got you know pay our pace and having Maya sort of pulling the strings a bit behind them may well be the way to go against sort of a fairly resolute Huddersfield team. Um, so that's what I'd go for, and you know, then obviously if you want to change it, if it's not working, we'll have plenty of options on the bench, which is not something that we've had the luxury of last year, really. Um, so yeah, having you know an IU on the bench, for example, is is a is a very good option. What about you, Albert? Are you going with a similar sort of lineup, or do you want to f- throw Solo in to give him a chance? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might be it might be that it might be the game that you know suits him really because it's let's face it, it's going to be pig ugly in it this game on the weekend. So. Maybe we go, if we can't have Christian Benteke sort of being the lump up front, maybe you do go like for like and and put Serlot in and just say, look, you know, this is your chance. It's, it's you know, it's a game that, you know, he's not going to be lined up against, you know, the, the, the you know, he's not Vincent Company and, you know, and the, and the City back line. It's a Huddersfield back line that you'd like to think he's got maybe a decent chance against. Um, I think it depends on... And what we want to do in the midfield, really, like Heskiff was saying, I, I think we need to put, again, because it's going to be an ugly game, I think that we have to put Kayate in. Luca obviously has to start. I know he, there's, there's been talks over his sort of form. Um, I mean, Mayer looks like he's a bit tenacious in the tackle. And, and you know, and Jimmy Mack puts himself about. But, you know, realistically, they all they all can't start because you obviously got to have to accommodate Wilf. You, you probably have to accommodate Andros. So, but I think we need to, I think we need to go a bit, a bit heavier in the, in the midfield, so yeah. But again, I, I wasn't wasn't overly impressed with Ayu. But again, f- first first appearance, he just seemed very keen to impress, and not a lot came off for him. I, I wouldn't want him up there on his own, and I'd, I'd like to prioritise having bodies in the midfield. So, as much as I'm not a massive fan, I I probably probably up for Serlot. Mm. Yeah, I'd. I've kind of um and ah about it a bit. Huddersfield kicked lumps out of us last season twice, notably Wilf. Um, 
So I definitely want some steel in the middle of the park. I want someone in there protecting those players. You know, you know that if you hit one of our players, you're going to get it back. So um, someone with Kiate size naturally in there would work well. Um, and like I say, Maya's tenacious in the tackle and <laughs> shown that he's willing to seek revenge, as Etienne Capu can testify. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I think Serlot's going to get the chance. I reckon it's going to be a straight replacement. It's, I think we'll probably end up continuing with a 4-4-2 and um, it will be Wilfried Zaha and Serla up front. Um, but I think the only other real talking point aside is, would it be Max Meyer in for Jeff Schlepp, Eskif? Uh I hope so. I know I know. producer Billiam's not going to enjoy me saying this because we had a bit of a bit of banter on WhatsApp about it. But uh, like, I'm just not convinced by Schlepp, honestly. Um, I, obviously, he scored against Fulham. But I just, I don't really know what he brings to the team. You know, for someone whose main quality is supposed to be his pace, I never see him take anyone on. Um, for someone who, you know, we brought in as a left back, I just think he looks dodgy at the back. And the last couple of games, he just keeps leaving, you know, acres of space behind him, which means either PVA is sort of isolated or someone else has got to go and cover. So if anyone's going to gonna get dropped um from from the sort of regular starting 11 for sure if you know if i'm making a decision then schlup goes um you know maybe bring him on if we're winning with you know 50 minutes ago or whatever but yeah schlup schlup for sure doesn't get in the team for me right so there you have it we're saying that i think it's going to be sola heskiff's going for zaha and um Albert just can't seem to make his mind up anyway. <laughs> um, right, we're going to end it there. And then when we come back, we are going to be doing our predicting. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Right, I don't want to be smug about the predictions last week, um, but I did say 1-0 to Southampton. <laughs> I was trying to do the reverse jinx thing that served so well last season, but... It you didn't work. Smart, wrong. Um, yeah, I know, but I was the only person out of all of us that went for a defeat. Um, so it's kind of a weird thing to be smug about. And of course, maybe I should blame Hennessy because, you know, if he hadn't ventured so far from his goal, it would it would have probably have been 1-0. Um, but of course, the, the poll on Twitter last week said pretty much the same thing. This ain't right. Only got 4% of the vote. So well done if you're one of those 4%. <laughs> I'm assuming they're all Southampton fans that somehow found their way onto um, our Twitter pages. Um, this week, uh, the poll. You ready, Albert? I know you love this. Best bit. <laughs> Terrific for the win not terrible <laughs> for a draw that. and terrifying <laughs> what was the third one sorry terrifying um, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. yeah got gotcha. me All right. Uh, I don't think everyone's as optimistic after um, the Southampton one so 62% have gone for the win 23% for a draw and 15% have gone for a defeat that we certainly do not need. Um, but Max Wildenberg on Twitter has said, these polls seem like a jinx trap. It's kind of what you were saying last week, Albert, we're constantly wanting to vote for the loss. <laughs> yeah, well, surprise, surprise, I won't tell you what my vote is. 
<laughs> uh, Nick has said if we lose against Huddersfield, we're getting relegated. They're woeful. 2-1 Palace win. Brad Yules has gone for a 3-1 Palace win. Rob West, 4-1 Palace with a Zaha hat-trick and a Tompkins-headed goal. The injury boys would be coming back with a bang there for sure. Uh, 3-0 Palace, Wilf, Luca and Kiate, says Ben Long. And Scott Wilford has said we need to grind it out like we did in the blizzard last year. But um, further up in the show, uh, Albert, you were talking about it being a scrappy, horrible game. Um, cranky MJ has gone nil-nil, one shot and goal between the two sides. Um, so what's the general thoughts, Heskiff? You you think we've got to be going up there trying to get the win? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we, we've got, we've really got to be getting a win out of this game. We can't, you know, we can't go there with any sort of negative um, feelings or whatever. We have to, we have to be really positive. That being said, I don't think we're going to win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I, you know, we, we, we should be going there to win and we, we, I think we're a better team than them, but these are the games that always wind me up because I come out afterwards and we haven't won moaning that we haven't won against the teams we should easily be winning against. So I'm going to go one all and I reckon Czech Kiate screamer. <laughs> wow. Um, so was it Cronenberg? Cronenberg, which is now an empty can. <laughs> uh, what about you, Albert? I mean, I know we have to be going there to win, don't we? And this has been the sort of game that you know, it's been a year, we have a year now. We haven't even touched on that. That Hodgson's been here just to just had his one year anniversary at the club, but these have been the sort of games that he's won since he's been here. Yeah, I mean, worries me. You know, Heskiff saying obviously we're a better side, but you know, I'd argue we're a better side than Southampton on paper. And you know, as the going through the percentages of the poll, who you know, who, who, who thought we'd win that game, and um, we were, we were got a bop on the nose I'd probably describe it as and so, and, and I think going into Huddersfield like I said it, it's not it's not six pointers it's not must win but you know we do need we do really need to win it um, we need to sort of justify our sort of this oh we're a better team sort of mentality that we you know we, we quite rightly should be having because it's a decent team we've got a settled manager and like you say these are the sort of games that he has been winning in not necessarily recent history um, I mean, I, I thought they should have got relegated last year. I think if 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 the season had gone on a bit longer, I think they'd have gone. But again, it's it's on their home turf. They're a, they they you know we all know what happened last year when we first played them at home. You know they surprised us then. I just hope we don't do it don't do it this this weekend. So I'm 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 going I'm totally going against the head here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna win it. Who predicted four one because. In, on the old, that, on that was Rob West. Like Rob West. Rob West. Rob West. I was so doom and gloom until I heard Rob West's prediction, and now I'm all fired up. <laughs> so you're going four one as well. I'm going five one. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Camden Hells, everybody. So do you want to give us some scorers? Is it going to be five different scorers? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone's bagging. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like the the Zaha hat trick thing's quite nice because you know let's not forget it was it was Huddersfield that put him out for however many games it was at the start of last season. So he he still you know he still got some um, unsettled business there. Uh, I just hope that again he, he's coming back from it. Uh, you know, albeit a one game injury, I just hope that he manages to avoid 
the inevitable smashing from players like Moy and, and players like that. Well, um, I think you've been drinking some of uh, Billiam's Colgate Plaques mouthwash, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, Available in all good mouthwash. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Boots on the advert that he was doing. Was it? Buy one, get one free. Maybe, I, I think it's only fair that he tags it on at the end of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> tags it on. I don't think we're getting paid by Colgate or Boots, so um, I don't think we should tag it on. But we could get Billiam to do a live version. <laughs> I think you've definitely come up with a better idea there, Darren. <laughs> uh, well, let me finish up here. Predictions, I'm going 2-0. Um, I'm going to go Zaha and Surlot to score the goals. Uh, just a bit of a repeat of last season, really. Um, I think hold them tight as long as we get through the first 25 minutes without conceding. I, sh- I think we should breeze to a comfortable win, uh, as does pretty much everyone in the back of the nest parish with every single person going for a win, except for Mike Scott, who, along with Heskiff, has gone for a one-all draw. Um, we'll be back shortly in the outro, where we'll try and talk Billiam into giving us a, a rerun of his advert. <laughs> Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast, www.backofthenest.com. Right, so Love Sport is um, actually recording a day later this week than normal. So Hambo and a team will be there, and that will be in your podcast inboxes on Saturday morning. So if you're traveling up to Huddersfield, uh, you can give that a listen to well after this i'll say after this because you would have listened to this to hear that so after this um the review show this week should be a return of the podcast as hambo chris clark mike scott and dr kernage travel up together in a car to huddersfield and we'll be recording on the way back technology permitting um so billiam are you going to come on and (laughs) give us a rerun of your advert (laughs) He's, I think he's shaking his head. This is sad times. The whole back of the nest world is very, very sad, Billiam. Um, Albert. I ain't doing it. <laughs> Thanks for joining and um, being so optimistic in a in a time where everything feels a little bit glum. Heskiff? You're... I'm not doing it either. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I d- um, maybe, oh look, here we go. Get 10 times longer cooling with Colgate Wax Mouthwash. Now, buy one, get one free at Boots. <laughs> Brilliant, Billiam, you posh bastard. Right. Um, let's all go to Huddersfield with the optimism that we need to pick up a result. And we'll be back next week. And until then, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.